0: Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex Cloud is for businesses of all sizes, from small and medium-sized businesses all the way to enterprise. You can find out how Vertex can help your business by visiting them online at vertexcloud.com slash futurecommerce. Future Commerce is brought to you by OmniSend. OmniSend is way more than just email marketing. Drive more sales and combine more channels with one platform. Learn more about Omnisend today at omnisend.com slash future commerce. Pop quiz, are you torn between hiring an email marketer or a growth marketer at the start of 2021? Well, that is just so 2020 because with marketer hire, you can staff a team of expert marketers on an hourly, part-time, or full-time basis. So stop looking for that one do-it-all marketer and instead work with pre-vetted experts from marketer hire. Future Commerce listeners can receive a $500 credit when signing a contract before January 31st, 2021. Don't delay Go right now to marketorhire.com slash podcast to claim this offer. Welcome to Future Commerce. I'm Philip. I'm Brian. And uh, we, I have no idea what's going <laughs> to happen today. Brian, Brian, literally, he sends, he sends a Slack today and it sent me into an existential spiral. It says, are we human? Or are we just a bunch of sensory inputs? And my response was, Brian, what's the difference exactly?
1: This was in response, to be fair, to the killer's hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. The, the killer's <laughs> hot yeah, sauce collab. <laughs>
0: everything has to be a collab, number one, and everything has to be audience first or creator led. Uh, if if i were to uh you know uh, uh at least tip the hat virtually to paul Howdigy, i believe that's uh howdagi i'm i'm murdering his name and he literally told me exactly how to say it not just 2 days ago um, but uh anyway bk beauty uh, longtime listener of the show thank you paul for continuing to listen um, and go check out bk beauty bkbeauty.com um but everything <laughs> has to be a creator led something or other these days and the killers have uh, collabed with uh <laughs> with who? I don't even I, I don't even know this it, brand. it might not
1: even be a collab. Is it a, is it actually a collab or is it I just I think it's him? a collab. Okay. It's not just Or I mean I don't know Brandon like, Flowers has yeah. just decided <laughs>
0: that somebody told him <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, oh you trying to get to go there.
0: <laughs> I, I almost I tried to. You uh, what's tried. the song? What these songs the, like the the complete miss here is that the hot sauces should be named after the killers songs.
1: No, they are. They're named after their albums. They're not. They absolutely are. No, hot hot sauce. Sauce.
0: Oh, it is. It is. Oh, hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> debut album. It's not named after a song
1: though. No, no, Who no. It's after the blowback. Did anyone buy blowback? I don't know. There's probably some songs off of the album that you know, but you didn't buy it because no one buys albums anymore.
0: <laughs> it's just, this is true. Um, yeah, who buys? Well, unless unless you're streaming Taylor Swift's uh, new album, which which I, I did, because <laughs>
1: you, you're cause you're a bunny bear fan, right? I do like bunny bear, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, and the National, both of them. I, w- I I thought you know I you know folklore folklore I actually. Actually, I haven't listened to yet. I don't know why I listened to this one. <laughs> did you catch the Taylor F-bomb? That's the only thing I want to oh, know. Oh, absolutely did. Oh, I was like... Did well, you
0: rewind geez.
1: it? Yeah, Taylor grew up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it only took like 13
1: albums, so... um and two yeah. in one year, I think I think this is what happens is when you put out enough content into one year, you just start to swear like it, you, you, it boils this over. This might be into our swearing.
0: first explicitly rated <laughs> podcast ever, because I think this is episode 63 of the year or something crazy, 68 <laughs> of the year. We just uh, finished step by step. If you hadn't listened
1: yeah
0: this week you should go back uh just four episodes which would have been monday by the time you listen to this a season four of step-by-step just came out in partnership with Omnisend, and it's all about how to compete with big brands if you're a direct-to-consumer small but mighty you know, startup uh, a smaller brand that's trying to compete at the highest levels uh we had some of the most amazing guests we've ever had on the show and um yeah you should you should check that out um It's at futurecommerce.fm slash step-by-step if you wanted to find season four step-by-step or listen on your podcast player right here. Um, But anyway, that was was a little self-promotional aside just to say like this is episode 60 something and it's crazy. And uh, but the sensory input thing is for real, Brian, Um, just kind of like thinking about what the newsletter on Friday is going to be all about for the senses like you had some really epic finds this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that has happened this week. Um, uh, like just just to call one out, <laughs> this, uh, Jesse in our Slack channel, uh, our creative director, uh, Jesse Tyler says, uh, posted an article from The Thrillist uh, citing that Jose Cuervo will, uh, they've got a product called Doppel Drinker where they will send a life-size cardboard cutout of you to your friends and family for pandemic time. So you can still be the center of attention, um, which. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's just the beginning of this week. This week was nuts. I, I, I have an actual picture from well, from my wife's phone of the drive through line at Chick-fil-A. That's oh my gotta, gosh,
0: this, has, this is going to take front and center because I've never seen it's, it's,
1: it's little people tents.
0: <laughs> if you can imagine what Chick-fil-A on Mars might look like of people yeah. in
1: these like little like portable yurts. They're portable wearing yurts. Yurt. Yeah. This this in conjunction with a video I recently watched where like it's this sort of like like look into the future of people wearing like like these heavy duty masks and putting their babies into little like baby baby shield bubbles. Yes. Oh this that is, thing was ridiculous. This is really just all the first steps to us becoming stormtroopers. That's what I think. Like <laughs> like it's you had the mom and the dad stormtroopers and you had baby stormtrooper and they're like training him to be a stormtrooper when he grows up (laughs) what i love about the shoving the baby into the like little plastic bubble
0: egg that you put in front of you so you can venture out into (laughs) pandemic land um is that it's like it's it's strangely i i feel like I actually for, before I set before I say that I have to set this up in saying <laughs> I, I used to listen to this like conspiracy theory AM channel uh, when I was like ten years old I couldn't <laughs> sleep at night and I would, uh,
1: <laughs> I would turn on it's <laughs> so good
0: yeah I I'm, I'm serious so I would listen to this the, like these late night conspiracy theories where there's like people would call into this AM radio station and just go off about everything about you know lizard people and everything and. Uh, It was during the time that the X Files was on, uh, you know, was on television on on Fox, and uh, so early '90s. And um, as a quick aside, by the way, uh, watching Gillian Anderson play Margaret Thatcher has completely (laughs) ruined my 1993, you know, fantasy of Gillian Anderson. But that's that's. Let's leave that to the side for just one second. But people would call into this radio show, Brian, and they would say say things like, you know, X-Files is a vehicle to desensitize us from the U.S. government so that we will be more accepting emotionally and mentally ready when the government tells us that we are not alone in the universe. Like all of this fiction and science fiction Really exists just to prepare us as a populace. I feel like the Mandalorian is exactly that. And that this cute little furry creature follows, you know, the Mandalorian around in this tiny little hermetically sealed pandemic proof bubble. There it is. And it's that's the baby bubble. Yes, this is what it is. It's the baby bubble. It's 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 there to make us all think that that's so cute, and we want that for <laughs> our own children. So we will zip our children up into little plastic eggs and carry them around into pandemic land.
1: And we just turned it into a conspiracy theory podcast.
0: Yeah. Also, I, this might also, actually be the most shared podcast we ever do.
1: If if um, if if that's true about the Mandalorian, then I would imagine you know, especially given that Gillian Anderson. Is you know was from the X Files. I would imagine that the Crown is here to warm us up to imperialism and conservative ideas. <laughs> <laughs> this is the conservative imperialism. Yeah. It, yes. It's a uh, but the
0: Crown is is a a work of art. Um, I it's will mis- say, however. So, I, four weeks ago, you and I have not talked in so long. I know, By the way, crazy. Dan, Daniel Dixon from Mixie is going to be on the show at some point in the next oh, few yeah. minutes, whenever. We're eight minutes that. into the, the show. The show. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> to tell everybody, Daniel's coming on the show to tell us about Mixy. We've been talking about discovery platforms, but um, <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: um, because discovery actually, d- despite what you may have heard, discovery is actually hard. Uh, in you know when everything looks the same and everything <laughs> whatever you'll it'll be an amazing interview Daniel's going to tell us about Mixie, uh and uh, I think it solves a real problem in trying to discover new brands that you may love but um so I tell Jackie that we So I was I was saying you know we really have to watch the crown season four if we don't watch we've never watched the crown before I hear from other people it's very good we should just watch the crown just to like be part of the zeitgeist and she loves british drama like this was so up her alley um and i was explaining to her you know rowing blazers did a collection of some of the apparel that you see that's like licensed back from like things that uh, princess diana had originally worn so it like all ties in and if we watch it then i can write about it or we can talk about it on the show she's like okay cool so brian we're seven episodes in and i'm like when is diana gonna show up <laughs> and jackie's like you don't want to just watch it from the beginning we started in season one i'm like holy crap i have to... so it took me five weeks to catch man, up um, man,
1: the queen is old like the
0: queen is so young when is she gonna become old and diana gonna show up is it gonna be in the next two episodes i held on for a really long time before i asked to Future Commerce is brought to you by Vertex. Vertex Cloud is the automation platform for tax calculation and use tax and everything in between for businesses of all sizes. From SMB all the way to enterprise, businesses all over the world trust Vertex for their tax calculation needs, and you should too. Check them out today at Vertexcloud.com slash future commerce. <laughs> OmniSend is one platform to control all of your marketing channels. From marketing automation, SMS, and email, to forms and segmentation, you can bring together different channels under one platform with OmniSend. OmniSend's powerful platform allows you to link together every customer touch point with one dashboard. And did I mention they have the most transparent pricing in the entire Martech industry? Find out why brands like Fred Siegel and Unilever trust Omnisend with their customer relationships. Find out more about Omnisend today at Omnisend.com slash FutureCommerce. Future Commerce is brought to you by Marketer Hire. In a recent Harvard Business Review report, as many as 83% of business leaders reported automation and digitization put strong or extremely strong pressure on their organizations to find skilled talent. And more than 60% said that they'd prefer to rent or borrow or share talent with other companies. This is the marketing gig economy and Marketer Hire has built a network of top talent to help companies, including Netflix, Allbirds, Lambda School, and hundreds more. You can hire... Hourly, part time, or full time with no cancellation fees and no long term contracts. This is about getting the right amount of marketing expertise right when you need it. Marketer Hire hand matches companies to expert marketers in as little as 48 hours. And you, as a future commerce listener, can get $500 credit when you sign a contract with Marketer Hire before January 31st, 2021. Go claim the credit right now. $500 credit before January 31st first go to market or slash podcast that's market or slash podcast and tell them that future commerce sent you
1: i feel like maybe there are some like collabs from those first few seasons that we could like dream up like like legacy brands that need to get collabing uh <laughs> Oh, you know, what's funny
0: is, uh, so I had written that piece for Insiders about Delebs or Dead Celebs, and there's like a Deleb. One of my favorite things you've ever written, by the way. Thank you. It got very little attention anywhere else, but I well, appreciate Well, everyone
1: else that's listening right now, go read <laughs> Phillips' article on Delebs because it's really good. It's a, we'll
0: link it up. It's Insiders 59, Virtual Influencers Killed the Dead Celebrity. And uh, essentially the premise is that we have the ability to create, you know, uh, to virtually create people that have never lived rather than to rely on people that once lived to hawk, you know, products on our behalf. Think Marilyn Monroe or, uh, Fred Astaire, uh, who have been used for many years, uh, and licensed, uh, from their estates to represent products. And, um, uh, this, yeah, this idea of like a dead celeb, you know, it's this, uh, uh, you see it everywhere. You we really don't think about it all that often, but you know how often has you know, in our lifetime Lucille Ball uh, been used in some way to uh, you know po- posthumously? There was that story of uh, someone who cast virtually cast James Dean in a movie that was supposed to have come out this year, and people like yeah. freaked out.
1: Yeah, they, that was um, not good. People were not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's a whole. There's a, anyway, I I wrote a very long piece about it on uh, Future Commerce Insiders Someday. Number Fifty Nine.
1: Someday what's gonna really happen is some shady company out there is gonna take all the public photos of all of us out that are available and they're gonna run it through like A B tests uh in their ad campaigns and and they're gonna find people that have lasting qualities to them that 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 and they're gonna go offer those people money for their their image into oh, wow, that's ooh, that's ooh, are we gonna do this? Is this is this where we're going? <laughs>
0: someday someday missed, that will happen i miss recording 11 o'clock at night podcast with you because that's when the real fire happens um oh
1: man, you're right we haven't done this in a long long time and we haven't an talked in a long long time <laughs> there is really
0: a uh, there is something i've sort of been ruminating on which is like this intersection of uh, uh deep fakes uh co-occurring at a time where like only fans exists in the world and like how long before you know you someone creates a service where you can you know virtually only fans you know some and in some creepy stalkerish way some person you've never met you know that uh you know yeah. whose, whose images are are harvested from you know their instagram profile I, I'm, like I'm actually
1: terrified i actually believe that that will happen at some point i, uh, I mean i
0: believe that probably already exists and yeah. i'm just you know not depraved depraved enough to know um it it Anyway, uh, before we <laughs> just went. Sorry, this Daniel. So, this was this supposed is, to be your episode, and we've man. really gone downhill here. I mean, who's to say that Brandon Flowers is like this is the real Brandon Flowers? Uh, you know, <laughs> hot sauce. This is just his proxy.
1: It's his proxy's
0: hot sauce. I, I I don't even care that it's actually Brandon. Do you think Brandon tasted these? Like,
1: I always think about how these things are made. Like.
0: Here's what, what it is.
1: Process? Here's what it is. It's actually his AI proxy who, who accepted like a sensory input from the hot sauce and then oh, analyzed whether right. Brandon Flowers actually like it. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing a full circle now. They have, they have totally
0: <laughs> completely like neural duplicated uh, Brandon <laughs> Flowers, and you know there's an AI who knows what flavors that he likes the most.
1: Exactly. Um, exactly. It's algorithm. Stitch
0: Fix, but for hot sauce and only for Brandon Flowers. That's what it is.
1: Actually, I kind of uh, want that. I want created. Stitch fix for hot sauce. Stitch Fix for hot sauce sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, this segues actually quite nicely into uh, a Twitter thread that I read recently about Stitch oh, I Fix. You
1: say Mixi. I thought you were going straight to Mixy there, but that's no, good. <laughs> I,
0: I do think that the future of Mixi will be for me to upload my consciousness into Mixi as a platform. <laughs> and for it to for it to suggest products <laughs> to me uh for uh, of which uh, <laughs> you know i am predicted to like uh based on my past experiences um no I, I i was going to say i there's you know this there's a lot of conversation around the merits of stitch fix i as a customer have had uh waning good experiences over 24 months I've been a customer for over two years and I have not kept any of my past five or six fixes send them all right back and um I, I don't know if that's something about me that the tastes are changing over the time or the fact that I don't appreciate that they're trying to sell me $300 private label you know jeans and and trousers and <laughs> and sport coats um uh, I like, did, like if I'm going to spend money, if I'm going to spend real money on something, I want to label, right? Like <laughs> I want to spend money on something that, you know, I feel like has some in, intrinsic brand value to it, but you know, or, it or,
1: or you can go get the $25 made for you shirt on Amazon. <laughs>
0: oh, this is so good. Um, yes. Uh, hold on, put a pin in that real quick, but this, okay. this idea that, that the, the sizing, which I, I totally believe, and Katrina Lake is like a complete and, and uh, total genius and, um, you know, uh, props and kudos that I mean, that business is an incredible business, um, maybe just not for me. But I, I will say that it it proves that uh, there are general like there are specialized or even maybe general AI applications that you that can be applied to the consumer space effectively and if Stitch Fix so desires, at some point in the future, they could easily decide that they want to be in consumer goods that are broader than apparel. And I I would absolutely sign up for that service. Please suggest to me snacks and hot sauces that I would like. Mm. I like that that needs to exist. I can't believe it doesn't exist yet. Stitch fix should acquire DoorDash and make it happen. But, you know, in in okay, now. Uh, $25, <laughs> um, is this John Silly, um, right? Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: Body Labs. Yeah, bo- uh, Body
0: Labs, who was on the show correct. years ago now.
1: 2017. Yeah. We Tell uh, the we story to this. those who are
0: uninitiated.
1: Yes. Uh, if you've been listening to Future Commerce for over four years, <laughs> then <laughs> you will know that we've we covered this in detail and like knew this was going to happen eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um when we brought Bill O'Farrell and, and John Seely on the podcast and and talked about the future of body data and and how it was going to be used and and wrote on it extensively and podcasted about it in 2016. <laughs> um, this is sort of the like I think the the like real true like public consumption version of everything that we've been talking about. Like it's now mass market. You can go get a shirt made that's going to fit your body perfectly, or that's that's at least the the purported value. That's like, the promise, yes, that's the yeah. promise. Um, it's got this crazy system where you take your phone, you 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 actually scan your body with your phone, and then it and then you like you know put in information about your skin tone and some other things, and then it and then you pick out a shirt that would you know that you like, and it. You know, $25 later, you've got a tailored shirt ready for you to wear, uh, made for you, (laughs) as Amazon called it. Um, Super, super, super compelling in my mind. I see a lot more of these types of businesses coming in the future.
0: Yeah, that's uh, I I agree with that. Uh, The mind wonders like how, you know, what it takes to, you know, cut and sew to order um, a product like that. and I believe there are other companies who have done this in denim um, with varying degrees of success. Yes. Um, it's a tough business to be in, but if anybody can do it... Um,
1: and has the technology to do it in a really the interesting way and manufacturing yeah. capability, you've got to have yeah. all those things in order for this to work. Um, it's Amazon. And Amazon has uh, it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, but I, I, I have like post-traumatic stress from buying any sort of apparel on Amazon ever. I just have never had a good experience buying any clothing on Amazon. That's just me.
1: I genu- um, I generally agree with you. I've had some yeah. pretty poor experiences. Um, you know, the the one yeah. thing I will say about this is I th- I think that there's one there's one more thing happening here, and this is something I didn't catch, and it's it's not actually related to the body technology. But what Amazon I feel like is doing with this shirt, and they've been doing with some other clothing items, and other and other. Uh, you know, hard goods and soft good items is they're actually, they're doing what they did with their fire tablet and their echo. They're introducing items into the market at prices that they have no business introducing them in to build a moat around the, what yeah. they already have.
0: like Because they can't, I mean, that's, that's been Amazon's demo from day one.
1: Right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like there's even like it's, it, it all yeah it all feeds against itself, I guess. But I didn't realize that they were doing that with, with like, clothes. And I feel like this really, like, hammered that home for me. Um, they had Prime wardrobe for a while, which I tried. And I just couldn't find anything that
0: was on Prime that I would want. Like, I just couldn't. I, uh, it, it just felt like everything was sort of this weird, you know, this weird middle ground, this average of things that like, weren't like, they weren't precisely what I was looking for. They were kind of the, you know, this, the, the, the compromise, if you will. It's like, okay, I want Levi's 512 or, you know, 511. Yeah. Uh I go and I look and it's like, okay, but it's, You know, it's not quite the color. Um, Right. It's It's not not quite the
1: fit. It's not quite the, yeah, whatever it was. Like, it always felt just a little bit Yeah, there's always
0: something that's just off that just, like, I never really wanted to pull the trigger. And maybe it's just, like, the shopping experience on Amazon is so anemic now compared to everything else. Like, you go you oh, go anywhere else and it's immersive you go on amazon and it's just like oh god it's like really, it uh, felt like
1: walking through old walmart that's how i felt on black friday when yeah. i was shopping actually these, oh yeah and you
0: had this great piece about like uh, sort of feeling alienated like the the e-commerce experience was one that like completely monopolized your attention
1: yeah it's uh, like the life black of
0: friday that. shopping yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, it's isolating. I was just thinking about the Jasper Mall movie that we watched and like how you you know, you mentioned it had sort of a depressive feel to it, oppressive mm-hmm. almost. Like it was depressing and you felt like that you know, it's a kind of a depressing situation for those people. And then I started thinking about it and then like if I end up doing and shopping the way that, doing what I did on Black Friday and shopping the way that I shop right now when I'm old. That's going to be more depressing than going to the Jasper Mall because it's the most isolating experience that there could possibly be right now. That's super Mm. sad. I can just imagine myself as an old person sitting on my couch, passively watching Netflix and occasionally flipping over to my Facebook feed as I scroll through endless product feeds. That sounds awful. So that's absolutely I mean, awful. That's,
0: that's my that's actually my present day. I don't have to wait to get old. That's literally what I was doing right before we recorded this.
1: Like, I was yeah. watching
0: Netflix. I was watching The Crown <laughs> and flipping through Amazon on my phone. And there you go. What are we? Are we human? Or are we just a bunch of sensory inputs, Brian?
1: <laughs> that is the question. <laughs>
0: uh, speaking of, if you want something to uh, input into your sensories, uh, <laughs> there's a place to do it. And uh, it's mixy. It's a brand new
1: marketplace. we are going to promote our, our, the census email.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to, but I thought I would just transition straight into it. I guess. Oh, I, you know what? I will. I will take this moment, Brian. <laughs> I, I was, daniel it 's coming. I promise you 're going to be on the show in just a second, uh, but um, uh, listen, uh, we put out a brand new email uh, every Friday uh, that is separate and distinct from our tuesday insider 's email, which is a long form essay about the things that you should care about and the things that you should be thinking about, not for next quarter 's growth but you know for what twelve quarters from now should look like what what the future of commerce is going to look like, things you should care about. The senses is an email uh, that really talks about the humanity of the products and the things around us and the things that you know we interact with every day, and and, and it's one part sort of just being a fan of the things that are produced by the brands that we love, but it, on the other side, it's us kind of taking a little bit of a deeper dive into uh, what was the reasoning behind those things existing or the the purpose in which we can put those into practice in our life. I love this email. Uh, The team does a great job with it. It's called The Senses. And if you subscribe to FC Insiders, you'll get it for free every Friday. And uh, you can get that by going to futurecommerce.fm slash subscribe. That'll get you on both of those emails. Uh, Tuesday and Friday, promise, we'll never flood your inbox with anything that's uh, not useful to you. Uh, It'll help you get smarter and help you feel better about the things that you buy. And the businesses you support. All right. Uh, now can we let's welcome let's welcome Mixie. Let's do it. To, let's do let's it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've I've now botched the the setup of what Mixie is. We'll let Daniel uh, say it in his own words. Uh, Chris, roll the music. Today we have Daniel Dixon, the co-founder of Mixie. That's with 1x Mixie, who's coming on the podcast to talk with us about discovery and uh, engagement and bringing brands together in a D2C context, but uh, providing a little bit of that interesting, you know, almost marketplace, direct-to-consumer model. I'll let him explain it. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel. Hey, thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. What is Mixie?
2: Sure. So uh, from a brand side, uh, it's a place to get your brand out in front of new people. Uh, We kind of make a way for folks to discover your brand and well encourage them and motivate them to discover your brand from a consumer side. It's a great way to save uh, some money. You essentially get $100 in gift cards for only 39 bucks. Uh, The way we do that is we provide you five $20 gift cards to five different brands.
1: Wow. That's super cool, Daniel. Uh, I'm really interested in this model. I feel like there's a lot of different things that could come about as a result of this model. How did you come up with this? What's your background? How did you figure out this would be something worth pursuing?
2: Well, uh, a little bit about me. So my background, uh, I, I come from the DTC world as well. Used to work for a large company that was um, had sports nutrition brand. Uh, so they were omni-channel. They had, you know, they're in GNC, they're in Vitamin shop, all that kind of stuff. They're on Amazon as well. Um, uh, and just saw, uh, well, it used to be just kind of back in the day, like your a brand would have it, DDC have their own channel, their whatever.com. Uh, and then it was just a nice to have, they always kind of cater to other, other channels, their wholesale channels, all that kind of stuff. Um, now it seems to be Amazon's eating everybody's lunch. And so everybody's uh, they realize that having a DTC channel is pretty important just because, you know, you make, you get to own the customer relationship, uh, you make more profit margin, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then it, also nowadays with COVID, obviously, obviously more people are uh, comfortable shopping directly from brands and things like that. Um, so in our day-to-day, I'm actually a consultant, do Shopify consulting, all that kind of stuff. And then Mixi um, kind of came out of those two things, working inside of a brand and then as a consultant working with brands uh, just was looking for a unique way of one, how do I encourage customers to actually try a new brand? Uh, and then two, actually shop on their D C channel, just again, where that brand gets to have a relationship with them. You know, they've got their email address, they can mm. market them, they can retarget them, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> So, um, and then also one other piece to it. So I actually have a, a buddy of mine that started a bundle website, um, that was actually in the photography space. And that's where I kind of got interested or just thought this idea of how do you bundle together, um, different products from across brands? Mm. Obviously there's a lot of power in, in bundling psychology. Just the idea of, you know, customers are feeling, Hey, I'm getting a great deal, Um, but how do you do bundling across, across brands, but also, uh, with physical products. And so the way that I thought to solve that was, Hey, how can I use gift cards? And so, uh, essentially came up with this idea. I was actually sitting on a tour bus that had a flat tire (laughs) and uh, I was like, Oh, (laughs) gift cards. And then, Oh, I could, you know, you're essentially kind of spreading out, spreading out the great discount across the brands. And so uh, I tried to make it at a price point that's really appealing. Obviously, if you're getting a hundred bucks, but you're only paying thirty nine for that, it's intriguing. Cause you're like, how, most people are kind of wondering, how's that even possible? Uh, and then again, uh, we we make it possible by essentially, you know, giving you some nice cash, but then uh, telling you you can't spend it all in the same place, <laughs> so you get. gift cards to five different places.
0: What's really validating about this model is if you think of the landscape right now, uh, we're in a challenging year. Uh, Most brands have probably been executing some sort of promotional or Black Friday esque playbook for the better part of the year to sh- just to keep the you know just to keep the channel growing and keep uh, e-commerce alive. Uh, certainly it's been um, you know a tough year for a lot of retailers. Uh, mm-hmm. They're also looking for ways to discount without actually having to discount and I look mm-hmm. at you know some of the the exemplars in the space, those who have held up some sort of principled ideal that discounting creates you know a, a, takes away some of the value of your brand and trains customers. Uh, At the same time, brand discovery and direct-to-consumer is difficult because brands aren't necessarily cooperating together to go win similar customers. Mm -hmm. Mixi, in my mind, validates and solves all of these environmental challenges in bringing brands that are like-minded together uh, to sell together, but in a way that prioritizes a a benefit to the customer that is a discount, essentially, but without being a discounter. I think that that is really novel. Um, I think back to 20 years ago uh, and in software and you would have these software bundles like Mac Heist. I don't know if anyone remembers, can think back that far, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but you would have these these native software bundles. AppSumo did this, you know, um, as well in, in the sort of SaaS software space. But bringing bringing like-minded products together in the digital realm has been executed very well uh, and and uh, often copied and and with seemingly infinite scale. Uh, I think Mixi is at the precipice of a new selling model of what is effectively just marketplaces of like-minded brands and and I, I look around direct to consumer Twitter and Chris Cantino and a few other folks are sort of on this train of the, the direct to consumer era and the natural evolution of that is aggregation agglomeration into more marketplaces. I feel like Mixi is a marketplace what what's your reaction to that
2: yeah, you list some great examples there of what's already done uh, in the digital space yeah AppSumo, Mac heist I remember I was you know a fan way back in the day i don't know what they're doing today but yeah it's only something that's been done um, in the digital product space and it's and honestly it's some of that's a little bit of a, a um, uh, I guess a lack of a better word, but just, you know, some of that we have to shake because normally people think of bundles mm-hmm. They think of like graphics packs of, uh, you know, Photoshop filters or fonts or, or kind of stuff that's not like worthwhile. Um, and so, and they also had this feeling of, Hey, it's, um, a bundle is usually too good to be true or the this stuff is actually not worth that price. Um, so what I was seeking to do with Mixi was, How do I bring that? How do I bring a valid bundle? How do I bring it to physical products? Uh, And I feel like we've done that because you know we show the value of the products. Uh, We show uh, these are actually you know goods that are well rated, have social proof, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then. yeah, so uh, there there is a little bit there of which, just like you've mentioned, um, what's been done in the digital product space, but then bringing it uh, now as a collaboration between brands, especially brands with physical products. Uh, that's what we're seeking to do, and uh, we find kind of exciting as well.
1: It's uh, really, really see, cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You see a little bit of it. Like, I know a lot of brands, especially in CPG, um, you know, food and beverage, things like that, they'll do uh, Instagram giveaways, you know, that's kind of one way that are collaborating just, right. It's still not, you know, that still also has a, it's, you know, Hey, like this, tag your friend, all that kind of stuff. But the consumer and consumers knowing, Hey, I get to follow a new Instagram account, but they're not really believing they're going to get anything or it just, you know, what, what's the odds of them actually winning something?
0: Yeah. The the inefficiency of the scale of a, uh, of a brand going and launching a partnership or a like-minded partnership with one or two other brands uh, versus, you know, you again, as a, uh, a conglomerate, you know, it's the, your whole business depends on partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going and attracting brands into taking part in Mixi? What's your strategy to get them to uh, participate in the Mixi marketplace?
1: And to add to that, is it open or is it something that you're curating? Sure.
2: Great question.
1: Uh, it's really
2: hard, honestly. Uh, that's what that's what makes the business model hard is the bundling aspect, uh, getting brands together, getting them on board, um, simply because it does take a little bit of time, um, not because the onboarding process is long like that. We've gotten down to a science, but uh, we are doing direct sales, essentially. So uh, I started with my network. You know again, just having worked in the space, I know lots of different CPG brands. Either having worked there or you know, friends move on to different industry or different brands and things like that. Uh, and then past that, just worked in, um, uh, would post in different you know, industry groups, startup CPG, OM, o, OMG CPG, you know, things like this, Slack groups, Facebook groups, stuff like that. Um, and then some of it's also just momentum. So we've um, had folks that have reached out or found out about us and wanted to join as well. To answer your question, Brian, we do curate, so we're, we we want to kind of handcraft these to essentially make sense. So we have had folks that are either, I mean, we've had home decor, we've had other folks that are uh, not not really tangential to what are what's currently in uh, the the catalog. So right now we focus kind of on food and beverage, just because it's very obtainable. Obviously everybody has to eat, uh, and so and they're all kind of fun brands and and all purpose driven brands. So each one's either, you know, they're either uh, diet oriented, like paleo or keto or something like that, or they've got a. Um, Maybe they do upcycling, so again they're they're made from byproduct of other stuff. So you know it's kind of um, you know, recycled ingredients or whatever else, not recycled upcycled ingredients. I should I should clarify. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everything in there, um, all the things you're looking for inside of a, or all the things that consumers are looking for, I should say, uh, inside of a brand that they want to support, they feel good about supporting, uh, and also just they're also getting a great product as well. So mm-hmm. um, you know we're not allowing. Obviously, there's no
1: uh, dropshippers from AliExpress or things <laughs> like that
2: that we're going to allow inside Mixi.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. And I'm assuming you allow competitive brands to to take part as well?
2: That's actually a great question. Yeah, so um, I've ac- we've actually had a brand that was sitting in the queue. We were kind of waiting for the first one to sell through their gift cards first. Uh, and then we've kind of realized, uh, we don't, uh, we don't want to do that. Um, we have, I mean, there's competing brands that are in there now, like, or at least they have similar products. Uh, and we've just expressed, Hey, we're going to launch you at the same time. Just, you know, it's, it, um, uh, it's the same as if you're on the same, you're obviously going to be on the same store shelf inside of uh, whole foods or whatever else. So might as well do the same here on mixie. Um, it's kind of a case by case basis, It all goes back to the, um, uh, again, we, we handcraft these to make sense. So, uh, but yeah, we do have two. Uh, so yeah, it depends. We have one brand that we're waiting on to finish. And then other times we've just pushed both and then we highlight different products on Mixi. So
0: there's such an interesting mix of consumables. You do have things in in sort of the realm of like vegan skincare or uh, Great Nola is a brand that I've come to love through the Mixie that I purchased with my own money. Daniel, you did not give that to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is in no way is this a sponsored <laughs> piece. But I just wanted to uh, clarify because I found this to be such a fascinating uh, I think there's pa- paleo uh, uh, bars and brands that I've never heard of before, but have become really, really impressed with their offerings. So, yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted to say, like, as a customer and seeing the variety, I should say, but mm-hmm. still feeling like it's quite tailored to things that I like and care about. Explorer Cold Brew, I think, is pretty new uh, to the platform. Yeah,
2: they've been popular. Yeah. That's actually a brand they started this year. So they're actually a newbie on the block. Wow.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, I think there's such an untapped potential for more of this, but I, I do I do see uh, that sort of interesting the way that you can scale the marketplace into new categories and have co-opetition, if you will, amongst those categories. I think there's plenty of room to grow there.
2: Yeah, we've got an even mix. So again, some of these brands have been around a long time and they're, uh, you know, well-established. They're all inside of Whole Foods and all these different uh, places you would expect them to see. Uh, And then some of them are, yeah, they're brand new. Uh, They're just DTC only, or maybe they're DTC and Amazon only. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the beauty of it is, um, again, everybody understands you got to have a great branding, great packaging. uh, And then uh, customers just in the end, they get to find great stuff to explore. So yeah, if you if you put on a consumer hat, the the whole premise is you know if I'm spending thirty nine, we've also got like a three card deal, we've also got a one card deal you can see on the side, uh, but just for our five card deal, you know obviously if I'm spending thirty nine, customers are just kind of thinking, okay, as long as I spend two of these, you know I made my money back, mm-hmm. everything everything past that is bonus, um, and that's kind of where we you know and get encourage them to discover because we hate to waste money or we hate like waste a card or something like that. And so you're going to go try to find uh, a new brand to discover for that, that fourth option or the fifth option or something like that. So, um, and then again, all the products are approachable, they're coffee or their chips or their, um, yeah, great their granola or things like that. So, and and we have been expanding as you, as you commented earlier, uh, most of it's food and Bev, but we have been expanding in skincare just cause it's an easy tendential one. Um, I've actually got another great skincare line in the queue. We're trying to kind of add a, a brand a week is kind of like the rate that we're going with right now. Mm. Uh, it keeps our, keeps our newsletter happy. It doesn't overload them too much and also just kind of keeps variety going. Um, and so we've got a couple more in the queue as well. And so, Yeah. Where we could go from here, um, I think these kind of brands make the most sense, just because they're products that get ordered every four to six weeks, and so a brand is comfortable with that first purchase uh, having a twenty dollars gift card uh, applied to it, um, and it's also just these are also products that customers are excited about because twenty bucks actually is meaningful off of uh, off of chips or off of um, you know a skincare product or something again, we've had, you know, home decor brands kind of come up to us, but it's like, are you excited about saving 20 bucks off of a hundred dollar purchase as much as 20 bucks off of a $25 purchase? That kind of thing.
1: Daniel, as we wind down, I I was really curious, like, uh, you know, this is a really powerful discovery tool. It really pulls on a lot of things that make me happy as a consumer, and it, I get excited about you know gift cards that value and and trying new products at the same time. Like that's, that's so cool. Where do you see Mixi going in the next you know sort of two to two to three years? Like, what's your end game here? Um, and and you know the the where do you see discovery going for the DUC industry in general?
2: Sure for Mixie um, again this is a, a real fun side project for right now uh, I would love to you know get really big and have a SoftBank acquisition or something like that at some point <laughs> my kid but uh, <laughs> anyway we've got um, a roadmap that is like a mile long, and just all sorts of cool things we want to offer uh, right now. Just from a tech standpoint, you know, we only integrate with Shopify. We'd love to go integrate with some other platforms as well, just as we come across. But you know, it seems to be all the cool kids are on Shopify right now, so we're mm-hmm. able to. We haven't had it with like a WooCommerce or or Big Commerce or anything yet. Um, we've actually got some inquiries for. Corporate gifting uh, and just some other things like that that we're, we're, we're looking at, especially as the holiday season's coming up. So that's kind of interesting as well, just to be able to, to gift it mixy to other people. I guess down the road, you know, I'd love to, we'd love to play with different price points. We've got some ideas around that. And ultimately in general, just consumers, when they think of gift cards, they, they think of you know, Nike, or they think of Amazon or something like that. They're not thinking of gift cards for these great, you know, small to medium sized TDC brands. And so uh, we see this as kind of a great way to introduce folks to, Hey, I could also get a gift card to, to pulp pantry or great NOLA or whatever else. And so hopefully it just kind of gets people more comfortable with using gift cards, even to other brands as well, either for themselves or, or for actually as gifts.
0: And I, I think there's an interesting uh, potential here, not to put words in your mouth, Daniel, like if I'm dreaming about right. what the future looks like. I, uh, You mentioned a coffee brand that just launched in the last year. I think that this could be an interesting launch platform for a lot of customer acquisition and consumer signal from new brands who are looking to find different paid acquisition channels. It's hard to build mm-hmm. your own email list. It's hard to compete You know, with customer acquisition costs rising on uh, mm-hmm. social media. You have to get creative in the way that you acquire customers, and why not do it in a marketplace where folks are are highly qualified to spend money they already have invested in the platform. I think it's brilliant.
2: And one more comment, I guess you just talked about paid acquisition. What's nice about Mixi is we actually we're not a paid acquisition channel. Like it actually doesn't even touch your ad spend hmm. budget. You can still save that for Facebook ads and all that kind of stuff. Um, just with the way we're set up, it's, we don't charge the brands anything to be a part. Uh, and we actually have opportunities just to give money back to brands, which is nice. So we do some rev share opportunities and things like that, which if any brands are interested, we're looking to increase our selection and would love to, to talk to you about how it all works. That's great. How do they get in touch with That's you? Cool. Well, I, I'm Daniel at hellomixy.com. Uh, again, that's hello at m i x y dot com. Feel free to reach out. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at danieldixon.com if you love to to uh, follow me, my tweets, and hear me talk about entrepreneurship and other fun things as well.
0: All right. Uh, Daniel Dixon, co-founder over at Mixie. Give them a visit. Hello dot com. That's one X. Don't be like me and Misspellow two X's. Uh, it's a totally different website. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Hello Mixi uh, with one X. Thank you, Daniel, for joining us on Future Commerce.
2: Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.